It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuning in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a uh, great one for you this evening. A lot of new stuff has popped up. We're going to dive into that uh, for sure. Uh, going to talk. Uh, going to talk NFL. Going to talk my 49ers. Oh my goodness, wrong time. Well, not the wrong time. Let's get her. Get get it. Get it out the way right now as far as these injuries goes and this downplay. So hopefully they can bounce back this week. Brock Purdy just been put into to the. Uh, the concussion protocol, so Sam Darnold's on uh, on deck, if you will. Um, speaking of on deck, we're going to talk a little bit of World Series. We're going to get my thoughts and predictions, uh, my predictions and previews of the World Series real quick. I also want to talk the Saints. I want to talk Ron Rivera, some news around that, around him, and uh, and also uh, Eric Bieniemy, uh Bill Belichick, the Bills, the Dolphins. we got a plethora for you. The NBA has started last night. Uh, I want to get some thoughts and opinions from E as far as um, AD, Zero points in the second half. We'll definitely dive into that. Of course, we got our one-ticket segment, inbounds, out-of-bounds, and, of course, E. Scott's entertainment segment. So with that being said, uh, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott, how you doing this evening, my brother? Nick, Nick, Patty White, give a dog a bone. Yo, don't give her nothing but a microphone. Don't stop. I'm not finished yet. You said I'm not the E. You want to make a bet. <laughs> My man, my man, always sliding in, like I said, smoother than a fresh jar of Skippy. My man, good stuff there, E, good stuff. Yeah, we got a plethora, man. I, I know we, we put in our preview that Dr. T um, was going to be on to talk about plantar fasciitis. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, however you want to look at it, um, he is seeing patients, so we're going to push that back one week. So next week we'll we'll have Dr. T joining us, making a house call, if you will. Um, so, E, let's, let's jump into it, man. And I, I want to talk about – first, I want to just – I know you're not a baseball guy, but I know some of our listeners are – a lot of our listeners, I should say, are baseball fanatics. And we don't want to think that – we don't want them to think that we're out of tune with baseball because we don't talk a lot of baseball, if any, uh, on here. But the, uh, the matchup has been set for Friday night between the Texas Rangers, representing the American League, and the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, representing the National League. Both series went to Game 7s, and um, I know a lot of Philly fans are out there are upset uh, right now. They're down, but they, they had a heck of a ride. They were in the, they were in the World Series last year. Uh, but I, I just think that this Texas Rangers team and all the moves that they made, especially from a, a pitching standpoint, when they traded what they traded for to, 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 bolster, this, I mean, to bolster this rotation as far as Matt Scherzer from the Mets, Jordan Montgomery last year from the Yankees. Uh, you got John Gray. You got um, Nathan Evaldi as well. They do have the, uh, um, 
uh, DeGrom on there as well. But DeGrom's been hurt for the majority of the, the year, and that's just been his career, unfortunately. But they do have Andrew Henney. So with all that being said, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but we are, um, we are dialed in. So with that being said, I'm going to go with the Rangers here. I just think that they have the better bullpen. I mean, the better bullpen and the starting rotation, and I think that's ultimately what wins games in, in the Major League Baseball. Starting pitching beats good hitting. Big good pitching beats good hitting any day of the night, any day of the week. So I'm going to go. I think this one is going to go seven because these are two relentless teams, and they both play well on the road. So I'm going to take I'm going to take the Rangers in seven. Uh, um, just because, like I mentioned, that that starting rotation is something serious, and they're very deep there. E. I don't know if you have, have anything you want to add on to that. Or, but I have a couple. I have a couple questions because, sure. like, I I when I sent you the text about baseball today, you know, I didn't want to be derelict in our duty to talk about it, <laughs> but I didn't really know much about it. But I knew you would. But one of the questions that I have, and what what brought me to text you earlier today, what happened with the Phillies? Because I keep hearing Phillies fans are upset, Phillies fans are upset. Now, I know Shift is a big Phillies guy, and they yeah. were up. Wasn't, wasn't they up like two or three games or something? Because I know Ship was celebrating, and I tried to get him to come on tonight, but he had a previous engagement with his daughter. Mm-hmm. But um, So what, what happened with the Phillies? Well, well, basically, what happened was they're starting. They're starting guys like, um, uh, if you met, um, uh, God, what's that Bryce Harper. Um, they're they're big time bats. They didn't come through. I think they were like one or or, or five for like twenty eight or something like that. I forget the exact number. Um, in the last two games, in Game Six and Game Seven, which both were elimination games uh, for the uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they didn't show up. Eh? They didn't show up. Their bats did not show up, and and that's why I said the pitch big good pitching beats good hitting any day of the week, and that's what ultimately what the the, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks did. They have great pitching, and that's what got them to this point. So with that being said, the the they're big bats, and then Bryce Harper was on fire for you know up into Game Six uh, of that series, and uh, along with the other guys um, as well. But they, they the Arizona Diamondbacks found a way to shut them out, or shut them down, I should say. And uh, they ultimately, you know, got to the uh, the World Series. So that's what it's about. And then that's why that's why I'm picking the Rangers to win uh, the World Series because they have a better rotation than the Arizona Diamondbacks. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Diamondbacks won this, ladies and gentlemen. I have no dog in the fight. Uh, but and this is the first time in the World Series um, that I don't have a dog in the race. Meaning that I don't care who wins. I like both of these teams. To be perfectly honest, I really like both of these teams. Last year it was totally different. I can't stand the Astros because. I'm a Yankee fan. I can't stand the Phillies fans because they're Phillies fans. <laughs> it's personal with me, ladies and gentlemen. That's a different topic for a different day. But nonetheless, uh, that that's what it's about. Uh, uh, that's that, what it went down. Good. That brings me to my second question. I'm also hearing that this is going to be the worst World Series ever, and this is not what baseball wanted. Somebody equated it to the Pittsburgh-Seattle Super Bowl, which on to, to date is the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen, just me personally. But um, because like you mentioned, um, I do know some of the big names in baseball. I know the Yankees always have a, a big-name roster. Um, I, know, I heard the Marlins made a little noise toward the end of the season. Um, Philly, like you said, Houston because people hate them, but um, none of those teams are out here. And it, it seems to be, from what I've been gathering, that both the Rangers and the Diamondbacks are lesser teams. Expand on that for me a little. 
Yeah, it's not the attractive uh, matchup that you want. It's definitely not. I mean, these are two teams that have done uh, have been playing great uh, baseball for the most part, and their front office has done a great job in assembling these, these this, this team, especially the Rangers and what they've done. What they're getting, I can't speak enough of that rotation and what they did and and, and how they they got these guys here. So yeah, no, it, it's not a it's not the attractive matchup that you know you it's not the the Yankees versus Braves. It's not the Astros versus the Braves or Phillies. I keep saying Braves because the Braves, in my opinion, you know, probably was the was the uh, uh, the, the big fish, if you will, in the National League. A lot of people penciled them in, you know, early in the season and, and throughout the midway through the season as well. There's no Dodgers out there. there are, again, no Yankees, no 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 Giants, no Padres. These are teams that have they're a big market and they have big time name guys um, as well. And so that's why they're saying it's, it's probably going to be the worst, but it may be turned out to be the best. They're looking at it, when they say the worst, it's probably because of the name of the teams. But if you look at the game in itself and you watch these games, this, 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 this is going to turn out to be this can turn out to be one of the best World Series of all time because I do believe it's going to go seven. It's going to go back and forth. It's a, you know, it's a 2-2 uh, one one match. I mean, a uh, format. Uh, so you know, you're going to get that you know the traditional format there, and you're going to see these crowds, and these crowds are very into it. E, it's at night. It's red October. So you know, just do away with the names, you know, on, on the front of the jerseys or the back of the jerseys, um, and just watch some good baseball. You're going to see some really good baseball for sure. Okay. All right. Well, that, that, that's all I had. Uh, just some okay. questions since I couldn't contribute. To the thing, but like I said, when I was listening to stuff today, I was like, "Yeah, you know me and Kate. Well, it's the World Series, and we ain't said nothing about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt they they were gonna come for us if we didn't mention it, Kate. And you know, yeah, I, I, you know, sure. I get people who listen all the time who love yeah. to critique. Like somebody told me the other day, "Why y'all talk about NFL so much? Y'all don't really talk about college." I said, well, let me explain something to you. And this works even in the big media. I said, mm-hmm. although college football is popular, it is dwarfed by the NFL. I said, you can have a very, very, very good Saturday, a mediocre Sunday, any show that you listen to by Monday. Keep in mind, we don't come on to Wednesday. Any show right. you hear about on Monday is going to talk NFL because mm-hmm. it, it's we victim of the moment. That's not the, yeah. you know, that that doesn't, you know, put college football down. But now no. we were on Sunday morning. You get a lot of college football. And, uh, so much. We don't till, we don't till Wednesday. <laughs> we only going to give you the highlights of what happened in college. Like, we'll talk about big stuff, like how, I don't know if you saw the Miami game where the safety, yeah. the non-safety was called. I mean, we'll talk about stuff like that. But as far as it goes, it's kind of hard that we're not on till Wednesday to go back because anything that you wanted to hear about Saturday, yeah. you didn't heard it already. We'll yeah. touch up on it a little. We'll give you a little Sunday, but we're looking forward to the next week. I mean, that's just kind of how this thing works. But, yeah, I get people all the time, you know, telling me what we don't do. Like some dude told me okay. we don't talk about NASCAR. I said, and we're not. <laughs> if you want NASCAR, we're not the show for you. Hey, no, but listen, I talk NASCAR. This, with that being said, no, this no, is no, for no, our no, listeners. I, I didn't say we. I didn't say we couldn't. I said we right. not. Said, no, no, no. <laughs> no, but yeah, with that being said, e, but we can talk about it. They want us to talk about it. Hey, listen, 
347-637-3286. Call in. We talk about it. It's called Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. We'll talk about it. Just because it's not on our list doesn't mean we can't talk about it. So if you want to talk about it and get our thoughts and opinions on it, hey, again, 347-637-3286, and we'll talk about anything and everything. Freddie. That, that that's fact. I hadn't thought about it from from that standpoint. So from mm-hmm. that standpoint, I put it like this: Yeah, we only gonna talk about it if you call about it. Yes. You never gonna see it on the rundown. I mean, because that's just not what we do. We got too much other stuff, even in the yes. slow months. But yeah, if you want to talk about it, can't walk this guy. Use the number. I'll let your boy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good stuff there. Yeah, good stuff. All right, uh, let's let's get into what we have on, on our list right now, oh, for sure. And um, you know what? I want to talk. Um, I, I want to talk some. Uh, some. Uh, let's get it out of the way, man. My 49ers, man. I want to talk to 49ers right now, and I want to. Um, they lost the second straight games. Uh, you know, to the well, second straight games lost to the Browns. Um, and the missed field goal in the last second by Jake Moody, uh, Mooney. Um, and then they come back and they lose to the Vikings on, on Monday night. Um, give me your thoughts and opinions on on this game. E, what the Forty ers look like? Keep in mind, just came out that Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. That's the bad news. Good news is that he has enough time to clear protocol to play on Sunday, and they do play uh, at home. They're back at home, uh, thank goodness, um, against the Cincinnati Bengals. And we know that Cincinnati Bengals um, is one of those teams that, you know, you you, you just can't, um, you know, look away. Even though they're 3-3, three and three, they're, they're a lot better than that. Um, but what say you about the 49ers, how they look right now, and how do you see them uh, going, how they looking on Sunday? Uh, I think football happened to the 49ers this week. And by saying football happened, there was a lot of parity this weekend. I mean, there were teams who had no business winning, winning, and teams who had no business losing, losing. It's just that it it, it happens. It's one of those we talked about it for any given Sunday. I mean, because the 49ers didn't look bad, but I mean – I, I got worried about the 49ers when I heard, because I'm not as dialed in as you, but I did hear right. when they told me Trent Williams had been scratched. I was like, ooh, yeah. that's not a good thing. You already mm-hmm. don't have Debo. Trent Williams has been scratched. And then you have some other injuries. And, again, like I said, you can't take teams lightly because even though a team might be terrible, those are still NFL-caliber players on the other side of the ball. But I got to be honest with you, K. Well, I didn't see this happening. I didn't see San Fran losing two in a row in the fashion in which they lost. I mean, it just, it just, it, it never crossed my mind. Yeah, for sure. And I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking Trent Williams is out. And I know that Trent Williams is arguably the best, you know, left tackle in the game. So with that being said, even though he was out, I'm looking at him like, okay, I know we have guys, we have linemen that can step up. And, you know, unless we get into a situation where we have to throw the ball more times than normal, then I wouldn't be too concerned with it. But uh, Brock Purdy wasn't sacked, so I, I still we still don't know. Being the 49er Nation, still don't know when it happened, how it happened, what play, because he didn't really get hit. He was rushed a lot. He you know he got he touched a little bit, but he didn't get hit like that. So we don't. I still don't know where where the percussion. Uh, I mean, where the, the concussion. Um, came into play. I still don't know. I have to go back and watch the game again. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I'm watching this game, Ian, as it unfolds, and I'm looking at 
you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, go downfield. They don't have Justin Jefferson. You know, Hawkinson is, you know, is 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 a tr- uh, is, is is just one of the best tight ends in in the league for sure. It was nice and uh, National Tight Ends Week or Day or Weekend, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, and, I, and I'm looking at this, and as the the the, the game progresses, e, I'm looking at it and say, okay, with the 49ers, when once we make Kirk Cousins uncomfortable, then we're going to see that ball go a different way. We're going to see that ball go the other way. You know, we're going to see some batted down balls. We're going to see some interceptions, things of that nature. But the thing is, e, they never got to him. They never sacked him. You know, for you to say the 49ers was going to go into that game or any game for that matter, I don't care who they're playing, um, and not and not register a sack, you, you know, you would any any person going into that would take that bet and say, no way, there's no way they're going to go um, go without a sack. But that's that's exactly what they did. Kirk Cousins was very comfortable in that pocket throughout that season. So I mean, throughout that uh, throughout that game. And right now, people are calling for Steve Wilkes, and I'm one of them. Steve Wilkes is the defensive coordinator for the defense for the 49ers right now, and he just too much talent on this team for you not to put them in the best situations right now. Um, but still, at, at the same time that you know those linemen have to to, to win their matchups. You know, Nick Bosa, people feel like he's out of shape because you know he held out. I, that's a good argument there. I can't argue with that. But the other guys can, can come into play. We brought in Randy Gregory, traded for him. Um, you know, we still have Eric Armstead. We we, we gave Javon um, Hargrave that money, and he's been living up to that contract for sure. So looking at this game in a whole and look at the 49ers going forward, I, I just think right now they're getting, you know, they're they're going to they're going to go through what every team is going to go through. You know, they're going to go through certain injuries are going to to to, uh, to play in and play into fact. It's a factor, and the right now they just have to, you know, weather the storm, if you will. As bad as everything looked, you know, the 49ers still had a chance to win that game against the Browns. Again, missed field goal there. Still had a chance to win the, the game in the, in the final seconds in the, to, in, against the Vikings. Just a mistiming play there between uh, Brock Purdy and the Vikings. And real quick, E, I just want to say this. To the, to the Brock Purdy uh, haters or lovers or whatever the case may be, oh, this is who Brock Purdy is. This is who we thought he was going to be. Just stop it with that noise. Just stop it with that noise. No one thought, who put Brock Purdy in an elite category? I didn't. I never put Brock Purdy in, the, in that category. So stop it with that. This is a guy who's been playing out of his mind. He's, he's doing it just as well as anyone else has, do, has done it um, up until this point. You know, now they're going to say, oh, he's coming down to earth. Uh, the league has figured him out. The league hasn't figured him out. The league has been playing him the same way up until the last, up until the last two games. The only difference is that the Cleveland Browns matched up with them well. The, the Vikings, they didn't do anything differently. Just, they just, um, they're just – the thing is, Kyle Shanahan's offense does a lot of different things. And a lot of people don't realize Depot is that guy who makes that offense run. I know we talked about it a couple of weeks, e, that it wasn't Brock Purdy, it wasn't Christian McCaffrey. No, it's Debo. Because Debo, what he does, he allows uh, Kyle Shanahan to run different screens, reverses, things of that nature, and put some unique uh, spins in there uh, for sure. I know I'm long-winded, but this is my 49 so I'm, I apologize. So I'm going to digress right now. So with that being said, I think they'll be all right. I think he'll go through a concussion protocol, meaning Brock Purdy. I think they get back to, to, to business, 49er business. They get it done this week. Even if Sam Darnold um, is the quarterback, and I know a lot of people say it's Sam Darnold, but it's Sam Darnold in this offense, and Sam Darnold, all he has to do is don't don't mess it up, and I trust that he won't mess it up. We don't need him to go out there and throw 300 yards. Just don't mess it up. I think, 
you know, the, the, the defense gets back to, you know, getting after the quarterback, getting after Joe Burrow this week, especially with that offensive line uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think you're going to see a different uh, defense, and you're going to see a more methodical um, uh, Kyle Shanahan called offense. So, with that being said, I think they'll, they'll be all right going forward. All righty, I'm sorry about that, man. So, so, no, no. So, basically, just, just to recap, basically what I hear you saying is San Francisco is not insurance fraud. That's, that's what I got out of oh, that. Oh, heck no. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that is Come on. Okay. You don't believe no, that. Just, you don't believe no, that. No, I wasn't calling them that. I wasn't calling them. I'm just saying that's what I heard you let people know, that you're not a sure oh. fraud. Oh yeah. no, not not by not by not by any stretch of the imagination. Although I think the Forty ers are the real deal. I just think that you know, even as bad as they look, they still had a chance to be. You know, they were one kick. They were what, six, seven inches away from being you know, six and zero. Passed away from being seven and zero. So absolutely not. And you know, no, the, no, no. I Brown, agree. I agree with yeah, you okay. because because like yeah. I told you in a text earlier, my Dawson's are definitely insurance fraud. But we'll get to them in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. We we most certainly will. Uh, but yeah, I want to talk about the next team. I got, can't talk about uh, you know the 49s without talking about the Saints because this is our show. So we got to talk about that. Who that nation, man? And the who that nation? And watching this game, E, and they lost to the Jacks, 31-24, man. And I, I'm a who that guy, man. I am. You, you can ask my wife, Heather. She knows that I, I pull for the Saints. I'm, I'm a Saints guy. And I like the Saints. Before you and I got together, E, I was a Saints guy because I was a Drew Brees guy up until, you know, what that whole situation was. But yeah. I was a Drew Brees guy. But um, what say you about the state of the Saints uh, right now and that loss to the Jags and what they look like going forward? <clears throat> Dennis Allen has to go. Not – I think he has to go because he's a bad coach, don't get me wrong. But even mm-hmm. if you don't think he's a bad coach, he's still got to go because he's lost the team. I mean, you got Derek Carr, first-year Derek Carr over there yelling at second-year Chris Olave. I mean, no, um, um, well, I guess Derek Carr taking out his first year because he was out there for a minute last. No, wait, no, this is his first year because last mm-hmm. year was the rare rifle. So, yeah, first-year yeah. Derek Carr yelling at Chris Olave because he said Chris Olave – that didn't run the right route, he's supposed to keep running. Well, yeah. even on the play he's talking about, even if Chris Olave keeps up the field, he still overthrew him. I mean, you, I mean, and plus, even, okay, it, things happen. You know you're on TV. You don't yell at a Chris Olave. Chris Olave is the dude you yell at. You yell yeah. at a dude whose name I don't know. You you yell at him. You don't yell at Slant Boy. You don't yell at because that's where your bread is buttered. Those are the right. guys you need. Derek Carr, take some of that responsibility. You are playing terrible. I know me and Ship talk, me and Ship argue all the time whether or not Derek Carr is good because he's still trying to convince me that Derek Carr is good. I'm not seeing it. He's just – the offense sucks. We call terrible plays. The OC needs to go. Dennis Allen needs to go because I just don't think the Saints want to play for them. We had no business losing that game the other day. I mean, my man drops a touchdown, 87, drops a wide-open touchdown in the end zone. It's just that a kicker missing kicks. Will Lutz, you see, as soon as we put Will Lutz on the waiver wire, Sean Payton immediately picked him up because he knows what Lutz yeah. is capable of. And Dennis Allen wants to go with a rookie kicker. Nah, dog. It's just we 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 got we're supposed to win this division by default. 
We're supposed to win this division because we're supposed to be better than Atlanta because they got uh, Ritter, who's awful. Um, Tampa got Baker. Baker going to bake. He's awful. Um, the little bit of dude that play up in Carolina, you can't even see him behind the line of scrimmage. He, he, he's not playing. They hadn't won a game yet. So, and it's not that we're good, but we're supposed to win the division by default, and we are just stinking it up. Yeah, e, and and I'm looking at this team, man. I just don't know, you know, where to put the, where the to lie to put the finger on and where to lie to blame at. Because I thought Derek Carr, and you know this in the beginning of the season, um, that I thought he was going to be that difference maker. I thought, you know, he was going to be able to get the ball to every all of those guys you mentioned. You know, you call him Slant Boy for our listeners. If you don't know who that is, that's Michael Thomas because he's known to you know just run slants at this point in his career. Um, Aleve. Well, no, no, um, Drew, as, Drew, Drew Brees turned him into Slant Boy. He was a yeah. Downfield threat, but once Drew Brees on turned into a spaghetti noodle, he couldn't get the Drew couldn't throw the ball over seven yards. Uh, Mike had no choice but because it used to be can't guard Mike, then he became Slant Boy because that's how Drew could get him to. <laughs> All right, another reason why I could dislike Drew Brees, but uh, <laughs> another another topic for another day. But yeah, man, I'm looking at this team, and and, and I know a lot of Saints fans, especially yourself, is calling calling for Dylan, uh, Dennis Allen's um, uh, job there, man. I, I'm watching the game on Sunday, and I'm dialing to the majority of the games. If the 49ers aren't on, I'm watching pretty much every game at, that's on at that time. And I, I, I didn't see what you saw before you when you were saying that Dennis Allen, but I, I saw it this past Sunday, and I think he was pretty much to blame for this. I know you there were some drop passes in the end zone. You can't put that. You can't put that on the coach. You know, you you, you have to own that as a player. Um, but yeah, he, I, I don't know what it is, man. And I just seem like they're really, um, you know, they're really underachieving right now because, like you mentioned, they should be winning this uh, the division. But um, Atlanta's a surprising team. Tampa Bay is a surprising team. Carolina is a surprising team in the sense where I thought they would be better, and not not so much that they would be in the lead or anything like that. <laughs> Excuse me, <clears throat> but I just think that you know they were uh, they would be a lot better. But we'll we'll see how it goes going forward for sure. All right, let's grab our first break here, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we want to talk about those dolphins and we want to talk about those bills because what we like to label them, I'm going to actually say E. Scott labels them as insurance frauds, you know, meaning are they as good as they say that they are or are they, are they really the bad? Because they, they have looked bad um, throughout the season. They have been so inconsistent, uh, to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to get E's thoughts and opinions on the Bills. Uh, we're going to talk about the Dolphins. I want to talk about Bill Belichick um, as well um, and how surprised uh, E was that um, they offered him an extension, a multi-year extension. That was surprising to me, but we'll definitely dive into that uh, for sure and get E's thoughts and opinions. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E-Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, master killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E-Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. 
for instantly softer, smoother skin you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're just joining us uh, before the break, uh, we were talking uh, talking some World Series. I uh, gave my thoughts and opinions on the uh, on the prediction there uh, between the uh, the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Also talk some 49ers. Uh, also talk Saints uh, as well. I uh, want to talk uh, some, some bills here, E, and, you know, the Bills, uh, wow! This is this is really fascinating to me, man. That that they lose to the, the Patriots, and if, if you've been living under a rock, ladies and gentlemen, you know the Patriots. Um, they're probably one of the worst teams in the NFL coming up. I mean, going into uh, week week seven against the Bills. Hey, the Bills just look like you know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they just just woke up five minutes, 15 minutes before the game and decided to, oh, oh, we got to play, or or what the case may be, man. But what's your thoughts and opinions on the Bills and them going down to the Patriots? Bill Belichick signs the extension a couple of days prior to the game. Did that have anything to do with it? Uh, What say you? Give me your thoughts and opinions on on this game and the Bills situation. So the Bills, didn't the Bills lose opening night to the Jets? To the Jets, they did. Mm -hmm. So they – Aaron plays four snaps well, against the Jets, so they they send your boy Zach Wilson out there, who's got awful, and he beats the Bills. So we're like, oh, okay, so the Bills not gonna be good this year. Then they turn around and then they like beat the Dolphins or somebody. They, yeah, they, they they beat yeah they beat the they beat the Raiders that right after that thirty six to ten. Then they beat the Commanders thirty seven three. Then they beat Miami um, after Miami came off of that seventy to twenty win against the Broncos. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so now we're thinking they're good again. Then right. they go out there and lose to the Bills. That's when mm-hmm. I tell you, I said, oh, this is real fraud. This, this, this team is fraudulent because there, there's no way. Their season just doesn't make sense. Now, I looked a little deeper into this Belichick thing. Belichick mm-hmm. supposedly signed this deal or in the summer, in the off season. So this is not a new thing. So that leads me to believe that that tells me Bill can still be fired. Everything that we said about Bill about him being on the hot seat, okay. all that is still true. The only variable that has changed is now we know about the extension. But the extension was put in place before he came out there thinking it up this year. And you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm quite sure. 
the contract contains a buyout clause. Now, Bill will get some money, but I don't know. Right. Just because we found out about the extension, that doesn't mean Kraft won't move on from Bill. We just found out about it the other day, but through my research, it actually happened in the off season. Yeah, so with that being said, he said, why bring it up now? Because a lot of people have been circulating, you and I have done it on, on, you know, on, our, on, on our show, and said that, you know, will Bill Belichick, you know, will he be fired or will he retire? So why bring that up now? Is that something that's in the hot seat? That's what, I, right, but <laughs> <laughs> right. So with that being said, with that being said, is that the Patriots' way of saying that the, that Bill Belichick is is safe? Because why would they bring that out now? Why would that report you know surface now? Um, well, if you <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm no, no, saying I'm done, this, go ahead. We 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 don't know who put it out. This right. really came from Bill's camp, even though Bill was talking to my, oh, yeah, I'm not concerned about that. I'm just concerned about the season going forward. <laughs> Bill might have, Bill people might have leaked that. We don't know who put that out. So, and I've, I've seen Jerry Jones going back when I think was it Wade Phillips was the head coach. Jerry Jones came on TV and said, we are not moving on from Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips is the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Less than three days later, Wade Phillips' answers rolled up out of there. So teams will do that. It's kind of like the kiss of death. When an owner or a GM comes on and says that we're not getting rid of this dude, oh, yeah, that's a telltale sign that his seat is hot and inferno backdrop. Hot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, man. I mean, I do agree with that because he has to make changes. But I don't know if this game saved his, you know, saved his, you know, his seat, if you will, or, or you know, cooled it off, if you will. Maybe it went from hot to lukewarm. Uh, I don't know how you want to look at that. But that's an impressive win. I don't know if it's more of an impressive win for the Patriots or more of a disappointing loss for the uh, for the Bills. I would think it would be the latter, Choice in B. my opinion. Choice yeah. B. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be the latter in, in, in this case because of the Bills and, and their expectations and, and, and what they've gone through. But, you know, again, going back to the Bills, again, you know, they, they lose to the Jags in, in London 25-20. And, that, you know, there's no slight to that, to that loss because I think the Jags – are a legitimate team. I think they're going to be in the playoffs, and I think they're going to make somewhat of a deep run, um, if you will. And then, but then, then they come back, and then they were in a dogfight with the Giants. And and the Giants, they they only scored 14 points. Uh, they only scored 14 points, um, you know, against the Giants. And you know, they gave up nine. And the defense looked good, and that's what you're supposed to put up. But you know, only let up against the Giants, uh, uh, for sure. There was a controversial call in that game, though. E, um, to be honest with you, I don't know if you recall that game where Darren Waller was in the back of the end, was in the back of the end zone, and they could have called the pass interference. A lot of Giants fans were saying it was pass interference, and that would have put them at the one yard line and gave them another four downs. Um, but you know that that's a game that they easily could have lost. And then they come back, and we talked about the, uh, the the Patriots and that twenty nine to twenty that twenty nine to twenty five loss. Um, you know, with Bill Belichick on again, his hot, his uh, his job on the line. But yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna remain to be seen. So um, tomorrow night they have the Bucks. E. Uh, they 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 have the Bucks, and and the Bucks have been playing some. Um, I don't want to say some great uh, football, but they've been playing. Uh, good enough football that you can't come in there and if you're a favorite, heavily favorite team, which I don't think the Bucks are. I mean the Bills are. Um, you can't expect to, you can't expect to come in there and, and and just walk over the uh, the Bucks. 
if you're the Bills, and they're going to be in Orchard Park. It's going to be tomorrow night. It's going to be probably a little chilly, a little cold. You know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't used to that type of weather. Don't know what the exact temperatures and things of that nature is, but, you know, this time of the year, about late late October, it's going to be a little chilly uh, for for the Bills. But we'll dive into that for sure to see exactly how, um, you, know, what, you know, our thoughts and opinions um, on that game uh, for sure. All right, I want to talk about another team that's kind of like the same boat here, Ian. That's the, that's the Miami Dolphins, man. The Miami Dolphins, they lose to the Eagles. And, again, not taking anything away from the Eagles, but the way the Dolphins have been playing, they've been up and down. They're an enigma. Um, you know, but they I thought this game would be a lot more competitive than it was. They scored 17 points, but seven of those was off of a, you know, a, a tip a ricochet to a lineman interception and they return for a touchdown. Now, yeah, I want to get, get your thoughts on the page first on the game and then the Dolphins. I, th- that game between the Dolphins and Eagles, was that more so the Eagles or, or, or the Dolphins? Because the Eagles coming into that game, they had a lot of injuries and a lot of question marks on the back end, you know, with their safeties and their linebackers. And we know the Dolphins like to go down deep and like to run different crossing routes with that Mike McDaniels offense and the speed of Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle. I know Jalen Waddle was hurt for the majority of that game, but he did come back. And um, and uh, Tua Tagovailoa has been doing a great job of getting the ball out of his hands in, what, two points whatever seconds it is, less than three seconds, which they which they, they pride themselves on, which is which is one of the goals that they wanted to achieve and they and they've done that up to this point. But what say you about this game and was it so much was it more about the Eagles being good or the Dolphins being bad? Tush push. Kick off, <coughs> go through the end zone, you get the ball, you first and ten from your own twenty-five. You should run the tush push the length of the field. It's good for three <laughs> yards every time. I mean, it, it can't be stopped. No, I think I think the Dolphins are like I said before. I, I the Dolphins are a transfer. Philly's just a better team because yes, Dolphins scored a hundred points against Denver. But if you look at the Dolphins, win, they hadn't beat a, a team with a winning record yet. And whenever they do run up against a team with a winning record, they lose. I mean, because Philly dominated the entire game the other night. Philly just looked like the better football team. Now, I know the Dolphins are missing um, um, Jalen Ramsey. They're missing a corner from the other side. Judge said Jalen Waddle wasn't 100%. But they just looked like they had no business out there. They, they, I mean, they, they, they have been playing. The Dolphins played great against not good teams. You know how sometimes a good team will play down to the level of the opponent. Well, the Dolphins don't do that. Dolphins still play Dolphin football, and they beat the hell out of these lesser teams. But when they come up against a talented team, you saw Sunday night what happened. I mean, at no point in time did the Dolphins look competitive at all. I mean, they had to pass the turf. They had to pass the Tyree Hill, but but Tyree Hill is is a great football player. I mean, if you put it in his area, he's gonna go get it. Now he's not gonna he's not gonna win fifty fifty balls because he's too little. But if you throw it over the defender's head, well, he's got to run up under it. Oh, he's got that down to a science. So that's the only place that I saw them look good. They had absolutely no answer for AJ Brown, none whatsoever. And then again. No team can stop the tush push, but once you get into yeah. the tush push, it's either first down if that's what they're going for, or it's yeah. a touchdown. I don't want it outlawed. I, I yeah. like I said, I want a team to kick it off. It's a touchback. 
They get the ball first and ten from their 25. Every play, pitch push, all the way to the end zone. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, all right. You guys, so we might as well just turn this into some rugby. But just watch some rugby if you want to see that every day. <laughs> For sure. I don't know if everybody wants to see that. But, yeah, it's effective, man. It, it really it's – it's an effective play. But um, with that being said, we talked about the Bills and we talked about the Dolphins possibly being an insurance fraud. So with that being said, who's the bigger insurance fraud? Who, who's – Who's the team that's you know that's you know selling us stock that um, is really not uh, worth anything? Is it the Bills or is it the Dolphins? I'm gonna say the Dolphins again because the Dolphins go out here and score seventy against Denver and then come back and lose yeah. to the Very Bills. Cool. So I Very can't cool. I can't say the Bills are bigger frauds than the Dolphins because they beat the Dolphins. The the Bills are just they they they're decent. But and they they play football. The Dolphins are here. The Dolphins are uh, um, the varsity playing against the junior high squad. They like I said, they just be when they run into another varsity squad, we see what happens. So the bigger fraud. Now don't get me wrong, the Bills are frauds too. But the bigger yeah. fraud here are the Miami Dolphins. That, yeah, okay. they they wanted Stephen A. did the big board. Um, the other day, not last week, he had Detroit, and we'll get to them mm-hmm. some more fraud over there. But two <laughs> weeks ago, he had well, I think Stephen A. might be a curse because three weeks ago he had San Francisco as the best team in the league. Yeah. He lost two straight. Then he put um, the Dolphins as the best team in the league. We see what that is. And then last week he had Detroit, and then they got the hell beat out of them. But anyway. Um, the Dolphins, well, everybody went, oh, this is the best team in the AFC. They're going to give Kansas City a run for their money, blah, blah, blah. Nah, dog. When they play a real team like they did Sunday, we see what happens. But yeah. there's a lot of football left, so there's a lot of things that can happen. A lot of football left, Ian, and with a great point there because, you know, we're less than, what, half? I think this is weak, if you, however you want to look at it. I guess it's the halfway point of the season or a game before the halfway, halfway point of the season. And you know what you're going to get. If you're, if, you're, if you're a healthy team and you have everybody there and you have a good record, that's who you're going to be. If you're a team that's fighting injuries, especially, you know, some big-time injuries, then and, and you're losing right now, you've you got to weather the storm. You've got to make some trades there. Now, E, before I get into my next insurance for our guy, I just wanted to say this to the to the to, to the Dallas Cowboys uh, right now. Jerry Jones, shut up. Michael Parsons, <laughs> and the reason why I said that, because ladies and gentlemen, because I'm looking right now, and Michael Parsons has come out and said the Eagles are the number one team in the NFL. And then Jerry Jones turns around and says the 49ers can be had. You know, after the Minnesota game, shut up. Focus on the Cowboys and start focus on the Eagles and start focusing on, on the end of 49ers. You see what the 49ers, if they could be had, we know that they probably can be had. They have been had, but we know who they weren't had by. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> just stop talking about every other team and start focusing on your team. I just had to throw that out because that, that just came across my face on the bottom line. Here. I just had to throw that out. Go ahead. No, I, I feel you. That, that – that wasn't even the most ridiculous thing I heard from the football weekend. I know we didn't do our top five this week, but I got yeah. one for you. What, what's mm-hmm. your boy, um, Jay's boy, the head coach at Penn State? What's his name? James uh, Franklin. James Franklin. James Franklin. Franklin. James Franklin mm-hmm. said, after the Ohio State game, you just watched the two best teams in college football. 
James Franklin should have been asked to pee in a cup right then and there. And they needed to test it because obviously he was high. And I'm not saying Ohio State is garbage. I'm not saying Penn State is garbage. By no means do I think that. But this dude said, you just watched the two best teams in college football. Nah, James, I got, okay. I got to call BS on that one. Yeah, okay. that, that's just All ridiculous right. things that were said this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And, yeah, so I just had to throw that out, man. It was, that was off script there, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize for that. But, you know, the, the Cowboys and the Cowboys fans are just really irking me right now. I mean, I, it's just, they just focus on the wrong things, and I think that's the reason why, you know, they, they don't get where they need to go because they're not focused on the things they need to focus on. All right. Again, we were talking about insurance fraud. So you kind of brought this up to me, and then we looked at this uh, this guy, and and I've been on board with this guy, you know, since some stuff happened when he was in Houston. That's Deshaun Watson. I may be backing off of him a little bit, and I'm not just saying because of what everything that happened, just because right now all of the money that was guaranteed to him right now. And they, um, he's not been performing. He, you know, he missed two games. PJ Walker stepped in. PJ Walker um, led the uh, led the led the Browns um, to the to a win over the 49ers. They got a comeback win last week uh, as well. Now Deshaun Watson is going to be out again with that shoulder injury right now. It just seems like this guy's not built to uh, you know to get it done. I mean, with all that money, you think he would have to, he would fight through that injury. But what say you about Deshaun Watson? And again, maybe he's the biggest insurance fraud out of, out of all of all of these guys that we're talking about. Well, what say you about D. Watt, if you will? Stealing money. He must be good <laughs> friends with John Wall. Stealing money without a mask and a gun. Now, there's something else going on with with Deshaun Watson, and the reason I say that he cleared concussion protocol. If a player, especially your quarterback, Clears concussion protocol, he immediately goes back in the game unless he says, Coach, I know they cleared me. I can't see. My vision is blurred, whatever, whatever. And then you don't send him out there. That wasn't the case. The head coach, what's his name? Um, Stefanski? Okay, Kevin Kevin Stefanski. He made the decision not to put Watson back out there after he'd already threw two interceptions. Hey, man, when you make the kind of money that Sean Watson makes, you go into the game unless you say you can't go. That 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 should never be a coach's decision, especially when he was cleared by the doctors. Now, like we've talked about before, if you ask a player can he go, he's always going to say yes. But this right. guy came out of the blue tent, and the doctors gave the thumbs up. Hey, he good to go. And Stefanski held him out. Now, not only did he hold him out of that game, you're telling me, oh, he's not ready for next week because he came out of this game with concussion protocol, not the shoulder. But now all of a sudden the shoulder hurt again. No, okay, well, there's something else going on over there. And it it, it wouldn't shock me if they're looking for a way to get out of this $230 million. I just I, I just, yeah. I don't know what it is, but because, like, you know, you can't trade a player or move a player when he hurts. But, you know, right. if, 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 if he's medically cleared to go and you don't put him out there because I don't think you want to risk further injury this early in the season, I think you're looking to move on for Deshaun Watson. But the only thing, who's going to take this $230 million 
are two yeah. teams doesn't have their guy and is willing to uh, invest two hundred thirty million in Deshaun. That's that's going to be. It's probably yeah. going to be a lot of dead money for Cleveland. But I do think that there's something else going on over there. Yeah, for sure. I agree there. There's there's something behind the scenes, obviously that we're not seeing, and it just seems like this is a this is an investment that went south for the uh, for the Cleveland Browns uh, for sure. So I want to see what Deshaun Watson. Um, what Deshaun Watson's future is going to be, you know, with the, um, you know, with the Cleveland Browns, because it, it seems fishy to me too. I, I, you know, I smell, I smell a rat. Oh, not a rat. I, I, I just smell something going wrong here, and I don't know how they're going to, <clears throat> you know, how they're going to combat this. You know, the trade deadline is, uh, is, is less than a week away. It's, it's Tuesday at, at 4 p.m. Uh, there's still some moves to be made. They still, they still have time. Uh, to make their move, and they're in a hunt, too, to, to win the North. I know the, the Ravens are looking good. Steelers are playing a lot better, uh, for sure. And then, you know, you know, uh, then you have the Bengals are at 3-3 three and three, um, a, as well. And the Bengals have an opportunity to, to, to win, you know, against the 49ers this week um, as well. So they could possibly get right back up in there and hunt. So we're going to see exactly what's going on with D-Watt and see if he's going to be a, a part of that organization after the 31st. Well, for sure. All righty, what I want to do is here, let's grab our next break. When we come back, I want to talk about another coach. I want to talk about Ron Rivera. A lot of talk out of that camp saying that Ron Rivera is another one on the hot seat. Also, Brandon Staley as well with the Chargers. want to ask E, who's on the, the bigger, hottest, who's on the hotter seat, uh, Rivera or Staley? And also, I want to ask E, if Ron Rivera is let go, does that opened the door for Eric Bieniemy getting his first head coaching gig. Definitely want to talk about that. And then we want to dive into some college football. We want to talk about the Michigan sign-stealing scandal, if you will. And then, uh, of course, the Florida-Georgia, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Got to get the golf and predictions on that. So much more left for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Please stay tuned. Again, it is Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Do you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wolfson Termite and Pest Control LLC can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs, termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wolsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student-athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. 
to pre-register. Log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us uh, before the break, we were talking Bills, Dolphins, talking to Sean Watson, um, as noted, possibly being the biggest insurance frauds right now, as we like all of them, as we like to label them right now. Uh, and so, with that being said, E, um, want to talk about um, another situation here if you know that's Ron Rivera and Brandon Staley and their situations there. These two teams have not um lived up to the hype of you will especially I think it's more so much for the commanders in my opinion, but we'll get into that uh for sure. But um Ron Rivera, Brandon Staley, these are two teams that are expected to do big things, not big things, but just be in the hunt um of their respective divisions, the AFC uh the AFC uh, West. I mean yeah, AFC West and the NFC East. But, E, what, what say you? How do you see these two guys playing? I want to start with Ron. Actually, I want to start with Brandon Staley um, in Los Angeles there with those Chargers. Um, what's going on there, E? What do you see? What what needs to be done? What needs to be changed there other than the coach? Oh, I mean, they have a great offense. They got Justin Herbert who plays well. They got um, – he has a plethora of receivers. They got Austin Eckler at running back. He's back healthy. The defense is decent. They look good. Like the, the variable here is Brandon Staley. Um, mm-hmm. He's just not able to, for some reason, get it done. And it, it might be time to move move on from him. I, I I don't I don't know what else he could do than than you know because like what I don't know if he's lost the team yet. But once you lose the team, there's really no coming back from that. Yeah, and when when you look at these uh when you look at these teams, man, and, and you look at um you look at Brandon Staley and it seems like this team has been cursed, uh, for for the most part. Meaning they can't when they they can't win the close games. For some reason or another, when they get to that, that, that game, that point of the game, they always find a way to lose the game, whether it be uh ill advised throw by Herbert, a drop pass, a, a you know, a coaching mistake whatever the case may be, it just seems like they always find a way to lose a close game, man. And, that you know, that last game that they had, I thought they should have, you know, should have won it. But it just seems like – and Herbert has the weapons. Like you mentioned, all of those weapons, Keenan Allen. They don't have Mike Williams. Mike Williams has – always been an injury-prone receiver, so you can't really count on him, but they have Palmer. They have, again, as I mentioned, they have Keenan Allen. They have Austin Eckler. I know Austin Eckler was out for, I think, three, four, the first three or four games of the season. He's back, but you can tell that he's rusty. You know, he's not back in that football shape. He doesn't have that timing down, uh, if you will, that football rhythm, um, if you will. So, I don't know if you could put that so much on Brandon Staley, but I do see that, you know, it, you know, it, I think you have to look at him after week 10, week 11, and say to yourself, hey, listen, 
you know, it's the coach. If they continue to win the same way, E, you know, what they say is if you, if it smells like two-day-old chicken everywhere you go, then maybe it's you. <laughs> you know, maybe it's you. <laughs> and I think that, I think that's what Brandon Staley start, has to start to look at. If you continue to lose the same way every every game or every close game, then it has to be the head coach. It has to start with the head coach there. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely agreeing with you there, man. He's definitely on the hot seat. But I think maybe, and you know, I don't know what your thoughts and opinions are, but maybe a hotter seat is Ron Rivera and um, um, down there in Washington, uh, or up there for you. But for me, it's down there in, 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 uh, in the Laurel, Maryland area, and that's the Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera. And they say that he may be the first casualty, first in-season casualty as far as the head coach goes um, this year. And with that being said, he turned into a two-part question. If he is let go, does uh, does Eric the enemy um, be bumped up to that uh, head coaching uh, spot? One of my favorite shows is Chicago Five. I know you watch it too. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Kelly and Chief Bowden <laughs> couldn't say Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, <laughs> he need he Herman. He need Violet. He need Brett. He need he, he need Mount. Yeah, he needs the whole show because Magic Johnson is two weeks in a row. You know, Magic Johnson is part of that ownership group yes, with yes. the commanders mm-hmm. now. And two weeks in a row, Magic has said that Jonathan Rivera is, uh, is unacceptable. It's only a yeah. matter of time before they pull the trigger. Now, me, I think Quiet is searching behind the scenes for his replacement, but I do think – let the commanders lose this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. the enemy is going to get that interim tag. Now, I don't think if it'll, you'll ever drop the interim tag and get the head coaching tag. He's out there and they'll win the Super Bowl to, to do that. But I do expect for him to get that interim tag. But the reason, when I te- when you texted me that earlier and I said the enemy mm-hmm. is hot too, because I think Ron Rivera might do what a lot of coaches do. First thing you do when you know you're in trouble, fire the coordinators. And be yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was them. It, it wasn't me. But I don't know if Magic will allow that to happen. Because, you know, when Magic was part on the Dodgers, I don't know if he still is or not, but he was very vocal about what goes yeah. on in the Dodger organization. When he was part of the Lakers with Jeannie Buss, very vocal about what goes on with the organization. And now that he got money tied up in Washington and he's speaking bad about old Riverboat Ron, yeah, Riverboat, like I said, Kelly Severide, Chief Bowden, Herman, <laughs> Mount, they can say Rivera. It's over yeah. in Washington. He, he <laughs> might get fired after a win. They might win something and still get rolled up by them because I really think they're searching for his replacement. All right, so not even Ambo sixty one can come and get him. Britt can't no, help him either. No. Okay, all right. Sixty one, eighty one, fifty one, uh, Battalion twenty five, none of them. Yeah, Grissom. Uh, yeah, Slam again. Uh, he's Slam again. Yeah, okay, yeah. Joe Cruz. Yeah, they might. They bring Otis back. Nah, nah. <laughs> it's it's over over there. All right, good stuff, good stuff. If you don't know what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, check out uh, Chicago Fire, man. Check out Chicago Fire. Great, great series there, Chicago Med, Fire, and uh, PD for sure. Check that out. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you there, E, man. I mean, I, I think that 
if they do let Ron Rivera go, uh, go, which I think that it's leaning towards that, a report came out and said it seems like that Eric Bieniemy is kind of running the show, uh, if you will, um, you know, in Washington um, from some of the reports are you know, out there. And, and let me ask you this. Yeah, I'll turn it to another question. I, 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 I agree with everything that you said as far as that goes. And I want to go back to the magic uh, comment that you made as far as him making the changes and things of that nature. Now, let's say he does. You know, he he goes without Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy is not that guy. How much backlash from you know who will he get? Meaning Magic, if he doesn't give Eric Bieniemy not just the interim, um, forget about the interim head coach, but the head coach for at least you know a, a year or two. You know, sign him to a you know whatever the deal is, four years, whatever that minimum contract is that allow you to get out if things don't go you know according to plan. But how much backlash would Magic get if he doesn't give uh, the nod to uh, Eric Bieniemy without that interim head coach, interim uh, tag in front of the head coach? Probably lots. Um, that's why I said I think before they pull the trigger on Rivera, I think they want to have his replacement in, in in you know already in place because if you don't. There's no way really around giving the enemy the interim tag, and Magic would get some backlash, but I think Magic is here for it. If he don't think the enemy is the guy for whatever reason, I don't think he, he has any problem not pulling the trigger there. But, you know, hopefully the enemy can be the guy. But then they kind of set him up for failure because they're going to fire Rivera and then give the enemy the job, and if, he, and if the team still feels terrible – all that weight is going to fall on him, and yeah. I, I don't think they would take the interim tag off for the season. So does this go back to what, then? with that being said, does it go back to that, does it fall into what the reputation of Eric Enemy has been is the reason why he hasn't been given a head coaching job is because he's a bad interviewer, um, you know, he rubs people the wrong way, um, you know, what, what say you about that, man? I mean, will he, if he doesn't get a head coaching job here, I don't think he'll, in my opinion, I don't think he'll ever get a head coaching job um, anywhere on this particular level, anyway, in NFL. But what say you? Do you see him possibly being an NFL head coach anywhere if he doesn't be, a, if he's not a head coach in Washington? Yeah, if he don't get the job in Washington, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to get it because he hasn't got one in all this time. And again, if if he say he picks it up week nine, and mm-hmm. the Commanders still have a bad season, I do think they do a hard target search. Now they will yeah. interview him, you know, because of the Rooney Rule. They would yeah. interview him, but I, I don't think they they'd pull the trigger. I mean, they might. If Magic likes him, that'll help a lot. But yeah. like you just said, the word on the street is that he rubs people the wrong way. Because yeah. remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about it here. Ron Rivera came out and said, "Hey man, yeah. the, the team don't like how you practice them." Yeah. That's why I don't think that ever should have been made public. But I mean, yeah, if if I think Magic's the type of guy that would go in there, and before he would make uh, make Airbnb the head coach, he gauge the players. If the players are against it, not saying the players have power that they can demand something. But I think Magic's the type of guy that does his due diligence. If he goes yeah. in there and the players not win it, yeah, yeah, I think that pretty much seals the deal for Eric Bieniemy. He got to remain a coordinator. 
Yeah, for sure. And and you got to wonder what type of relationship he can um, you know, you know, he can build with another head coach because he's obviously that corner because you and I talk about this. We talk about this all the time. It's like certain coaches are made to be head coaches and certain coaches are made to be coordinators, whether it be an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. It's just that's just the way it is. You're better at one position than you are uh, another. Um Damn so I, I think Dan Quinn, yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I, yeah, and there's so many more that you you know you you can you can name. No, I'm saying but I, I want to name Dan Quinn because he figured it out. He was like, Nah, dog, I'm I'm good right I'm, here. I'm good right <laughs> here. Yes, yes, yeah. And you can get paid the same amount of money. You can get paid the same amount of money as head coach. Less responsibilities. I just got to focus on one side of the ball. I don't have to worry about the offense, defense, and special teams. And you know, at the same time, I just got to focus on you know the defensive side of the ball. So. I mean, some some guys are better at, at doing that. Some guys, you know, are, are better at you know leading an entire, you know, empire, <laughs> if you will, however you want to look at it. But yeah, yeah, and and when you when you look at it from from that aspect, and I just lost my train of thought. I'm trying to to to, to regain it. But um, uh, where was I? At? I was going with uh, coordinators. Okay, so coordinators. Yeah. So when you when you look at it, e, and 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 you and you um. When you look at Rivera, man, I mean, I just don't think that uh, – oh, no, I'm sorry, B enemy. I'll go back to B enemy. I don't think B enemy is going to be there. I don't know where B enemy can can build a relationship that he had with Andy Reid, and that's where I was going with that, ladies and gentlemen, as far as building that relationship and the camaraderie because it just seems like he has, meaning Eric B enemy, has a personality, has a coaching style that only certain coaches can deal with. Uh, you know, like an Andy Reid. I don't know if there are any other coach out there that um, that can handle him or would want to handle him. Um, to be honest with you, so I, it's good. Yeah, Eric being me, and I don't think he's going to change his ways. I don't, don't think he's going to change his ways by by any stretch of the imagination, uh, for sure. All right. Um, yeah, I agree, Princess. Princess Cooper, who's our CEO, she just text in there that, you know, I, I want to see him, you know, get an opportunity at head coach too, Prentice. I, I really do. Um, I don't know if he's going to do it after this year. If Magic doesn't give him that opportunity, it's going to, it's going to look like to, to, to the world or to the, to the NFL is, listen, if you can't get back from Magic, if you can't get your backing from Magic, who's a, 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 you know, a, a black owner, um, then, you know, if he can't back you, he can't give you the position, then why should we give you the position, you know, things of that nature. So, I, I, and I, don't, I just hope Magic makes that right move. So, uh, yeah, I want to see that too, uh, um, Princess, uh, for sure. I really want to see that because I just want him to give the opportunity. If he fails, at least he had the opportunity to fail, you know. At least he had the opportunity to try and, 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 and make that work or make it don't work. If he can make it work, great. If he doesn't, then, you know, he can go back to, you know, being an, 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 a coordinator uh, for sure. All right, good stuff there, E. E, I, before we – I want to dive into some uh, – real quick, E, I want to I – because I want to talk some – well, we got a little bit of time here before we get into your segment. You know, we'll hopefully get some callers in here. But, um, E, uh, I want to talk a little bit of – um, this week weekend's game, and I want to talk about. I definitely want to talk about some college football. I want to talk about the the Michigan sign stealing, and I want to talk about the Florida Florida versus Georgia. I gotta get your thoughts and opinions on that. Actually, no. Before we, you know what? Let's dive into that. Let's talk about the Michigan and uh, sign stealing uh, situation here, man. They they've been investigated that 
Michigan has been sign stealing. And, and what we mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, it's kind of like the the Spygate with the uh, the New England Patriots back in the day, where you know they're filming uh, other teams, you know, with their plays, their their calls, their you know different lineups and things of that nature, um, stealing that. E, they're saying that you know they have an assigned guy meaning Michigan, they have an assigned guy who goes out there and he video records, he, he video records, how old do I sound? He records, he records a, um, he records the sideline of their, their opponents. Um, he actually, what he does is if they're playing, if they're scheduled to play both opponents, he buys two tickets. He buys a ticket for one side of the field where one opponent is, and he buys another ticket on the other side. So the first half he goes to the other side, the second half he goes to the other side. And he records the, uh, he records this. E. Um, what say you about this, E? Um, is it something that they should be um, punished for? Do you think it's crossing the line? Do you think it's like the, this day and age with all of the recording aspects of it? Everyone is watched no matter what. Um, what say you about this sign-stealing um, allegations uh, towards Michigan? Now, it, it, it's one can look at it and say it's just good scouting. And then you could look at it and say, you yeah. know, because the rule says you're not allowed to use any type of electronic device. Because I remember back being in high school, Mr. Jones, Coach Jones, he was uh, taught algebra. But his job was he always was on the road, like, 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 well, in our division, we had a team called Halton and then a team called Minden. So, like, if we were playing Halton this week, either at home or on the road, but we played mm-hmm. Minden next week, Coach Jones' job was to, was to go to that Minden game no matter who they were playing, and he scouted them. I mean, now, yeah, we exchanged tapes with them. They sent us a tape. We sent them a tape. But he was not there. He wasn't recording, but he did go – and you yeah. know, who to say what he was looking at? Well, you know, yeah. I, in my mind back then, I'm thinking he's going to watch the game, watch the yeah. plays and stuff like that. Or who knows? He might have been looking at the sideline too to see yeah. what they do. I, I, I don't know. So, I mean, this, it doesn't give you an unfair advantage. I'm going to say yes, but the reason I'm not condoning it, I mean, you know, condemning it, I mean, well, all I, the teams I, can do it. If you want to, yeah. I mean, every, every team I can do. I mean, it's not like they can steroids where, you know, steroids are banned and only certain people playing them. As long as he wasn't recording, now if he was recording, the rule does say you can't use an electronic device. So if the guy from Michigan was recording, that's what he's guilty of. But, yeah, I, I, I'm quite sure this goes on with quite a few other teams that they have people there at the game just to watch the team, not necessarily the game because, again, you're going to exchange game tapes with the team. I sound old myself. But with today's <laughs> day and age, these games are televised. You can just go back and watch the yes. replay of the Thank whole you, game. There, there's you. plenty of film out there. So I do think this is a bigger deal then they, I mean, I think they're making a bigger deal out of this than I actually think it is. 
Yeah, Ian, and that's where I was going to go with it because if you look at it today and age, this day and age, man, it's hard not to record. I mean, you got so many people recording so many different things, so many different angles. Let's forget about the, the fans in the stands and the people in the stands. Let's just talk about the television and how many different angles that these guys come up. They have the camera overhead, you know, that slides across the field. Then you have this camera who's, you know, and you have the producer in, in, in the sound booth going, you know, okay, give me, give me a picture of, you know, give me a picture of Coach um, James Franklin, you know, right now. Give me a picture of this person. There's so many things that they're locked into, E, and you can sit there and you can put everything together. You can watch it and you can figure it out if you watch enough game film. And I'm just going to just go back to when I played back in, you know, the 90s. Yes, ladies, I'm dating myself. I'm going back into the 90s. And what we used to do, we had VHS tapes. We had VHS tapes and we watched, you know, what they were in. Like um, as a receiver, I watched uh, the defense of the, you know, the up and coming opposing team. And I looked at what they were in. If they lined up in a certain formation, I knew they were going to do it and they were going to run a certain, you know, certain defense. I knew they would line up in another formation. They want to blitz a linebacker, blitz a corner, whatever the case may be. And that's what you do. You do your due diligence and, and you watch these films and you study these films. And today in the age, it's so hard not to do it because everyone is, has a camera. Everyone is watching. And so I don't, I'm, I'm, look, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think anyone signs. I don't think it's sign stealing. Maybe the only reason why they're doing it, only they're bringing it up because maybe Michigan got caught. I don't know who the whistleblower was or is. But nonetheless, like you mentioned, E, everyone can do it. If one person can do it, let everyone do it. And just cover up your you just cover up your signs, you know. Just, all you have to do is listen. If we say this, if we do this, you know, forget it. We're going to this. We're going to that. Just cover. Just be better at covering up your signals. That's all. You don't have to know exactly what you're doing or what you're saying um, in order for you to run the play. You got to be more creative on the defensive side of, uh, of the recording, buddy. You you brought Brian Kelly brought up an interesting point. You know I can't stand Brian Kelly, but <laughs> Brian Kelly said the technology is there. Why don't we yes. do like the NFL? Put a speaker in the quarterback's helmet. Put a speaker in mm-hmm. in, in one there of the defensive players' there helmet. He was like, I can't believe that we don't do this. He's like, because yes. obviously the technology is there. All thirty-two teams do it on Sundays. And, I mean, yeah. especially these big programs, I mean, even the small programs with no money can hook that up, K-Walk. I mean, even if yeah, you've got to get it sponsored by somebody, you can yeah. get that. And Brian Kelly was like, that would eliminate a lot of this because, you know, yeah. the, 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 the head coach got his head set off. He put that big-ass play card in front of his face so you can't <laughs> read his lips. His and lips, he's right. talking to somebody. And then, like they said, you know, uh, what is it, when the play card gets down to – I think it's 17 seconds, whatever it is. Then you turn it off where you can't talk to me. But like Brian Kelly said, the technology is there to avoid this. Yeah, and not only that, not just put it in the quarterback's, you know, the quarterback's helmet or the defensive play caller, you know, know, usually the the middle linebacker or the the defense, the captain of the defense, you put it in his helmet. How about putting it in everyone's helmet? Put it in everyone everyone's helmet. That way, if you're running a hurry-up offense, you can hear the coaches. You can hear the coaches call. That way, the other team can't hear what you're calling. You can cover up your mouth. You can cover up your mouth. There's no sign stealing, and you know there. So just put a, a, a microphone or a, you know a headset in everyone's helmet. I'm talking about even the guys that don't even play. 
even the guys don't even play. You know, just listen. And then that way it can eliminate, you know, the crowd noise would be eliminated. It wouldn't be a factor, you know, things of that nature. That's what I was thinking about, you know, you know, you know, know, how about implementing that? And that way there can be zero uh, sign stealing, zero sign stealing. In my in, in my opinion, and like I said, still cut it off at that certain point. I don't know what the exact number is or the time. I think it's seventeen, fifteen, whatever the number is. You can still cut it off at that particular time, but that's a route to go, and we can eliminate everything. We can eliminate all the talk. Just put a just put a just put a helmet. I mean, put a headset in everyone's helmet that's on, that's on that field as far as the guys that are expected to play. College is going to be a little harder because you have over a hundred players. But as far as you know, I know we're talking about college, but as a, you know, just putting in your starters helmets, maybe your starters helmets and couples of backups who, who play significant downs. Put that in their helmets uh, uh, for sure. And I think that'll be a way to eliminate the sign stealing, uh, without a doubt. Eh? So, so good stuff there. You know, hopefully these guys are listening to our show because we know we have a lot of listeners. So hopefully they're one of them. And I do believe they they be stealing our material. Eh? That's another, you know talking about sign stealing. <laughs> <laughs> talking about sign stealing. Because I hear some of the stuff that we talk about, and the next day I listen to some shows now. While their name's going to remain nameless right now, I think they'd be stealing our material. E, but uh, that's that's another topic for another day. All right, e, I want to talk stay on the NFL talk. Uh, I mean, uh, um, excuse me, college football talk, and I want to talk about the uh, this uh, the game. It's the um, Florida Gators, a uh, Florida versus Georgia game. I said it, ladies and gentlemen. It's Florida versus Georgia, because I'm a Gator fan. So it's Florida versus Georgia, also known as the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Give me your thoughts on this game, E. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know about it, look it up um, exactly at how it's, uh, it, it, it's brought up. Um, it's played in Jacksonville. Half the stadium is going to be red for Georgia. Half of the, uh, the stadium is going to be in that royal blue and orange. Go Gators. Um, your thoughts and opinions on this game, E. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs are without their uh, their best uh, their tight end, uh, probably the best play, all going to be the best one of the best players in the country, and that's uh, uh, Bowers there uh, out with that knee injury. I think it's four to four to six weeks right now. Uh, how much of that factor is that going to, uh, to play into this decision? And um, do you, do you see the Gators? Do you give the Gators a chance of winning this game against the number one team in the country? How much is it going to factor in? Not at all. Do I get a game <laughs> chance? Not at all. Georgia oh, going to be wow. great for Florida. Florida's not a very good football team this year, and Georgia has shaken off the rust. Georgia didn't look good early on, but Italy, it seems like they're back. I mean, right now, I do think pound for pound, a boxing term, that they're the best, they're the best team in the country right now. I think they deserve that number one spot. And, you know, with, with Michigan being caught up in this sign-stealing mess, they – they because Michigan is currently number two, right? Yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I don't know how that's going to affect them, but Georgia looks good. And, 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 and Florida Florida does it currently right now. And I think um, – because your boy um, – um, what's his name? What's the head coach of Florida? Uh, uh, Billy Napier. Billy Napier. Billy, yeah. His seat warming up. You know how he started out oh, wow. the season. So yeah, I, I think yeah, this, I think this is going to be very, very one-sided in Georgia's favor. 
You know what, E, I no, I beg to differ. Usually you and I agree, but I don't know that may that may be the L S U in you. I don't know, brother. But nonetheless, but you can you can say the same thing about Georgia, I guess. But I, I don't know if it's gonna be that lopsided. I can see why you're saying that, E. But Florida has been playing a lot better. I mean, they have some quality wins against Tennessee. Um, I love the way they win to you know, they beat uh, South Carolina. Uh, I know that Kentucky loss was was big, and as, as much as they gave up on the ground, but I think they they're going to be all right, man. I'm going to give them the edge here. I, I, this is going to be maybe just more the fan in me than anything else, but I, I think this may be a trap game for the, the the Georgia Bulldogs because I think they may be thinking the same way you're thinking is that they're going to be you know to use your term uh, beat the brakes off of them. <laughs> We're going to use that term. So hopefully the the uh, the Florida Gators, if you're listening, man, you know, take those brake pads, uh, you know, take them, you know, strike, strike them up those those brake pads there, if you will, get those uh, get the emergency brake light locked up, and man, and make sure that you know we we can't get the beat the brakes beating off of us <laughs> for sure. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my Gators, man. I am gonna go with my Gators. I think that they can get it done, and I think they will get it done. It's gonna be a, a good game. Unfortunately, I got to listen to Gary Danielson, who's a Gator hater and a Georgia lover and an Alabama lover. Um, but I got to listen to that game. But nonetheless, it'll be it'll be gratifying to to listen to him um, call the Florida Gators beating the Georgia Bulldogs, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm predicting it, but go the opposite way when I anytime that I predict, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> go the opposite. But go Gators, nonetheless. All right, e, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here, man. Uh, just a quick pause. When we come back, I want to talk about the uh, – I want to, want to uh, preview a couple of games here in the NFL, and then I'll uh, get some guys, some guys that to call in uh, for, your, for your segment. I want to talk Bucks bills for tomorrow night's game. I want to talk to Bengals and 49ers, what that means, you know, what that game is going to look like. Uh, we don't know who the quarterback is going to be for the 49ers right now. Got a local game here, E, in our area, my area, the Jets and Giants. Jets and Giants, and – Want to want to see how that was going to be. Also, want to talk Jags, Steelers, and of course, yes, your Saints at the uh, the Colts, uh, of course, uh, as well. Want to talk uh, talk about that for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott. Never had it so good. Sports Radio. Be right back. What's up, guys? This is Kenny B. Winning from Gobo, Go Black owned on Facebook and Instagram. You are listening to Sports Talk with my dudes, Kay Walker, Eric Scott, and they'll be right back. Hey, South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive through office. Give them a call, 803 419 1001. That's 803 419 is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Welcome 
Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you're just joining us, uh, we were talking uh, college football. We were talking about the Michigan sign uh, stealing uh, investigation there um, and also talking to the Florida Gators uh, versus the Georgia Bulldogs this weekend, 3.30, CBS, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Gave our thoughts and the predictions on that. E. Scott and I went a different way on that one, a totally different way on that one uh, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, as I mentioned earlier, and I, and I failed to mention this uh, a lot, and I'm going to start doing it more, is that, listen, if there's a topic you guys want us to talk about, if there is a sports you want to we don't generally talk about, uh, we talked about earlier, we talked baseball, uh, we mentioned, you know, NASCAR, we mentioned, I mean, there's, there's uh, you know, hockey, whatever the case may be, whatever you want to talk about, just call in. It's, it's sports talk, you know, with K-Walk and E. Scott. And you can just give us a call, you know, when, um, on three at 347 Six three seven three two eight six. Whatever topic you want to talk about, uh, we'll talk about it. You know, we we can get down like that. We can. I know we sometimes we just we talk about you know some of the big topics that are out there right now. Some of the big news things that are out there right now. Uh, NBA has started. We'll, we'll touch a little bit on that. Get uh, e thoughts and opinions, time permitting, about you know the Lakers and you know how they looked last night and uh, things of that nature. So and and Anthony Davis. So hopefully we can, if time permitting, we can we can talk about that. But you want to stay on the NFL topic here. Um, we'll turn it back to the NFL topic, I should say. And tomorrow night's game, I'm going to preview that. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, going into uh, Orchard Park, and that's uh, the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, E, these two teams right now are um, teams that we, we really don't know what we're going to get from the, from, from the Bills. They're at home. You expect them to win. It's a primetime game. Um, the Buccaneers have been, you know, have been playing – you know, I, I would say uh, above par, if you will, um, you know, especially with uh, with Baker Mayfield, at, you know, at the helm. You know, prior to the season, you and I picked the, uh, the Saints to win that division. But uh, what say you and how you see this game uh, playing out? <clears throat> I, I think Buffalo bounces back because Buffalo needs this game. Well, Tampa needs it as well. But mm-hmm. – as bad as the um, Atlanta, Carolina, and the Saints are, Tampa look like they're going to run away with this division. But <laughs> I, I, I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. I just, I just don't. I think, you know, he shows flashes of brilliance, but the true Baker, it's not like back in the day when you used to watch Scooby-Doo. Okay, well, you, yeah. you and I are on the same age, so I know you watch yes, it. Sir. When they Indeed. caught the villain – when they caught the villain and they pulled a mask off, <laughs> yeah, that that that's right now it, it looked like Tom Brady, but when they catch him <laughs> and they pull the mask off, it's gonna be Baker Mayfield. Be Baker Mayfield, and they, okay. yeah, and and that's ultimately gonna come back to bite them. I still think they can win the division, but they they I can't call them frauds because they really not here. Because in order to say you know. You back, like I said, you can't be back from something if you ain't been here before. So right. I, 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 I can't say that they're frauds because no, they, they, they write about what we think they are. Buffalo, that is insurance fraud over there. Yeah. But I think they're going to get some claims. They're going to get some, some fraudulent claims tomorrow night. And I think I think the, uh, the Bills are going to play this. I would say the Bills need this one more. I mean, because yeah. that was supposed to be one of the toughest divisions in football. You had yeah. Aaron with the Jets. You had Tua in Miami. You had Josh Allen 
and then we knew the Bills were going to, I mean, we knew um, New England was going to sink. We weren't worried about that. A.A. Right. Run goes down at the four snaps. Two are out here beating up on freshman teams as a senior. And so the Bills <laughs> should well, should have been home free. But then they turn around and lose to the Patriots. And, again, the Patriots can't be called frauds because they ain't here either. So the Bills need this one. Shout out yeah. to my boy Twin that's listening right now. He's a Bills fan. But, yeah, y'all need this one, dog. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I definitely think they need this more than uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because of everything you mentioned and all the hype surrounding around them. But both are second in their respective divisions. Uh, the Bills right now are second behind the Dolphins. <clears throat> By one game, they're four and three. Dolphins are five and two. And then when you look at the uh, you look at the South, the surprising Falcons, in my opinion, um, as well as he's, um, they're four and three, and uh, the Bucks are, are three and three. Obviously, they had that bye. Um, but yeah, he, I'm looking at this game. I just don't know how to, to to look at this game because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been playing some surprising uh, football, and the Bills have been playing some surprising football. Well, it's more on the negative side than anything. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been playing more positive, uh, you know, surprising football. But I can't go against I can't go against the Bills at home, man. Prime time, like you mentioned, they need this game. They understand, you know, that it was an embarrassing game, embarrassing loss last week against the uh, the New England Patriots. So I'm going to take the Bills here. I, I think they get it done, but I don't think it's going to be an easy. I don't think it's going to be an easy win. I think the Buccaneers are going to be there. They're going to come to fight. They're going to, go to pl- come to play because they're playing for that division. Is their respective division as well. So. Um, I'm going to take the Bills in a, in a close one. I think it's a low-scoring game. So I think both of these teams have solid defenses, um, and and uh, the Bills have a little bit of edge on offense because they have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So I'm going to say 24-20. Uh, I'll give it to the Bills uh, over the Buccaneers uh, for sure. Um, not for sure, but. For sure, that's my pick, I should say. Um, all right, next game here, E, is we got uh, – I want to talk about the uh, the Jets at the Giants. Um, both are playing in their home stadium, so, you know, it's probably going to be, you know, you know 50-50, um, if you will. Both teams are coming off of um, – uh, off of wins, uh, the the, uh, the the Giants are coming off of a big time, not a big time win, but I guess a lot. Uh, I guess it's it's, it's a confidence building win against the Washington Commanders, um, and then the, the actually you know, the Jets are coming off of the bye week. Excuse me, Jets are coming off of the bye week, so they're fresh. They have an extra week to prepare for this game. E. So with that being said, according to the schedule, they're both in they're both in MetLife Stadium, but. The Giants are the home team. I don't think that makes a difference, to be honest with you. But how do you see this game playing? How do you see this game playing out? Now, this is a tough one. I mean, because if you watch the Giants, they look so much better with Tyrod Taylor than they do Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones makes a bunch of money. Have they said who's going tomorrow night? Is it, I mean, on Sunday? Daniel Jones is still questionable right now. He's questionable. So there's no. As of right now, um, I'm thinking it's Tyrod Taylor, unless we hear otherwise. But, um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about Daniel Jones. If it's Tyrod Taylor, I definitely think the Giants will win this one because Zach Wilson is due to start screwing up again. I mean, he's just not a good quarterback. He will have an occasional good – I won't even say a good game. 
he'll have an occasional good series down the field. He might bring together two or three good series throughout the mm-hmm. game, and they can get a win, but he's just not good. And these are Daniel Jones. I'm not saying Tyrod Taylor is the savior, but the Giants yeah. as a complete football team, they look better with Tyrod out there. So if Daniel Jones is a scratch, I go with the Giants. Otherwise, it's a coin flip. Yeah, and I just just, just looked it up real quick. And uh, Daniel Jones, yes, he's, he's what I thought he was. He's questionable. He's not even clear for contact. And this is Wednesday, E. So Sunday is, you know, you know, what, three, four days away, whatever the number is. So I, I don't see him playing, uh, to be honest with you. But um, either way, Tyrod Taylor is going to be ready to play if he has to go. And if, if Daniel Jones, it, you know, they decide to go with uh, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor is going to be ready to go. So I, I, I anticipate it's going to be Tyrod Taylor's um, uh, uh, job for a Sunday. And – that being said, I'm going to take the Jets, though. I'm really going to take the Jets here. I think they're um, – I know you don't like this word. Their momentum is there, man, you know, coming off of uh, you know off that win, you know, versus the Eagles. Um, then they went into a bye week. They're feeling really good about themselves. And then they see the Giants, and they feel like they're a better team than the Giants, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think that uh, that Robert Sala is going to have these guys ready to play. They have, again, they have a week to prepare. No distractions in between as far as worrying about another team they had to play. So I'm going to give the advantage to the Jets. They're at home. They get to sleep in their own beds. Even though the Giants are considered to be the home team, you know the Jets fans are going to be packed in there, and they're going to – if they're not packed in the stadium, they're going to be packed outside tailgating. So I think the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 uh, get it done, and it's going to be J-E-T-S, uh, Jets, 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 and a and yes, yes, yes. So I'm going with the Jets. So with that being said, uh, next game here, E, before we dive into our guys, I want to talk about the Jags and Steelers, man. The reason why I want to talk about Jags and Steelers, because I think these two teams are surprising teams. Um, the Steelers start off, um, you know, not looking good against the 49ers. The Jags are, are coming off of uh, you know, off a win against the uh, the the, the, the uh, who did they beat? I forget who they beat last week. Well, no, right. I think they're they beat us. The, yeah, the Saints. Sorry, they beat the last about the Yeah, they, yeah. Okay, and. Um, uh, and I think they, they really look good. I think they, you know, even um, uh, even Trevor Lawrence going into that game, you know, he was questioning, they weren't sure about that knee. And, you know, looking at that game, that knee didn't really bother him. Man. And he was moving not as well as he normally does, but good enough to – uh, to get it done, and I think that you know he's he's healed up, um, and I think that's got enough rest. So with that being said, e, Jags are going into to Pittsburgh, going into um, Heinz Field. Um, is this going to be a game where the Steelers, you know, are in Heinz Field and they get it done, or is this a game where um, they're going to be in Heinz Field and they have? I don't know if you guys caught that that the, that part the, there. <laughs> Heinz Field catcher. <laughs> The, the, the Steelers remind me a bit of the Raiders, and by that I mean they're really tough to pick. You look at a game on paper where you think they're going to get the doors blown off, i.e. play at Baltimore, and they win the football game. And and then you look at them play a team that you say, okay, they got a chance to win this one, and then they lose. Because I do think that they do they have a chance to beat Jacksonville at home, but who knows? I mean, Kenny Pickett yeah. and Trevor Lawrence 
are two complete polar opposites, whereas I believe 100% in Trevor Lawrence or Ronnie Sunshine Bass, where I don't mm-hmm. believe in Kenny Pickett at all. But then again, they, they can still win the football game. But I'm just going to go, I'm going to err on the side of caution, and I'm going to go with the Jags in this one. Yeah, man, this is a tough one for me because um, I don't know. Because the Steelers have been playing really good. I think they're starting to get uh, to, to turn out to be who they are, and that's a, a defensive team. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett is starting to feel, you know, starting to feel a little more comfortable um, in the pocket, and he's getting the ball to the guys he's supposed to get it to, Dante Johnson, George Pickens. Um, now I see uh, Harris is running the ball way, um, a lot better. Hayden is uh, another running back who's a, a great complimentary running back to Najee Harris. And then, you know, I can never go against uh, a Mike Tomlin and, you know, and, and his success there in, in Pittsburgh. But like you mentioned, Doug Peterson and, and – and, um, and uh, and uh, Trevor Lawrence have been doing a great job. They have a ton of talent. Travis, uh, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram. Uh, you have you know Calvin Ridley, Christian uh, Kirk. I mean the list goes on and on with that team. This is going to be a tough one, man. It's going to be a grind and pound game, round and pound game. But I'll give the edge to the quarterback that I like. You mentioned I'll give the quarterback. I'll give the edge to the quarterback that I trust the most, and that's Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Jags here in, in the close one here. I'll say 27-24 in the close one. I think that crowd is going to be a big a big difference there for sure. All righty, let's talk about uh, your 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 Saints and Colts. Actually, no, let's talk about my 49ers and. Uh, and Bengals. Bengals are going into the uh, to, to Santa Clara. The 49ers are back home after two weeks on the road. Um, and um, right now, uh, Brock Purdy is in. Uh, if you if you if you're just finding this out, ladies and gentlemen, Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. He's into that this morning or this uh, this morning. Uh, and um, there's still enough time. They're saying there's still enough time for him to clear the protocol in order for him to start. But nonetheless. Sam Darnold is ready to go if he needs to. The Bengals are three and three. They're coming off of a bye, which is trouble for the 49ers because you know they they get a chance to. Me and the Bengals get a chance to dissect this team and look at the film against the Browns, look at the film against the Vikings. What was most successful at, at defeating the Vikings? I mean uh, the, the the 49ers. Um, and then you know you don't you don't have Debo. Debo's out again. I um, haven't heard any word about Trent Williams there. Um, but um, the 49ers right now are in a position they can they're in a tough position they can win, easily lose their third straight game and um, I know these guys are going to be ready because they're professionals but so are the uh, so are the Bengals but what say you about this game E how you see this one playing out this one reminds me of the video game Mortal Kombat currently you got um, if you got to put Sam Darnold back there. San Fran is wobbling, and you hear that voice that says, finish him. Because, like, they have lost two in a row. A a third loss in a row, it it would be detrimental to the franchise. Not saying that you couldn't pull out of that, but that would hurt a lot. Now, if Brock Purdy is cleared and is healthy, uh, he needs Trent Williams, he needs Debo Samuels, but I think that gives you the best chance of winning. Um, Joe Cool is coming off a bye. If he comes in there and he's got to face Sam Darnold, I, I give the edge to Cincinnati in this one. So I think, it, for me, it comes down to personnel, who's going to be available. Because I would take uh, 80% Purdy 
over a 95% Sam Darnold. Because, again, we've seen Sam Darnold's movies, and they're awful. Yeah, you know what, I tend to agree with you there. I, I get that because that's a lot of the outside looking in because of the fact of the matter. It's Sam Darnold. We've seen his movies. But have we seen his? you know, his comeback as far as with the 49ers. I mean, I think this system fits him well. And first I'm just going to just give, you know, just going to just, you know, prepare for the, prepare for the, well, hurt for the best, hope for the best and prepare for the worst. So the the worst is Sam Darnold. And I'm not saying worse is that he's bad or anything. I think he's going to be all right if he has to go. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to put him in position to not um, ask him or, you know, demand of him to go out there and throw for 375 yards or, you know, two touchdowns and, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever is, you know, whatever you ask those elite quarterbacks to do in order to win a game. I think he's going to put him in a situation where it's going to be a, um, a managerial position, <laughs> if you will, where just manage the game, just manage the game and don't don't mess it up. We're just asking you, to, we're not asking you to win the game, we're just asking you not to lose it. Now, can you do that, you know, with the Bengals? Yes, because the Bengals don't have the greatest defense. We know they don't have um, the best offensive line. The 49ers are coming off of a game where they didn't have a sack, so you know they're hot. You know they're hungry. So they're going to come out. They're going to have their ears pinned back, and they're going to go after Joe Burrow, and I think they get it done on the defensive end of the ball. I think the defensive side of the ball will dictate this game and ultimately just allow that that offense just to be – if they have to be mediocre with Sam Darnold, then I think that'll be enough because the, in the last two games against the Browns, they, they lost the game because they, you know, they 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 what they gave up 17 points they to the no no 19 points to the Browns um, and they gave up 22 points to the uh, 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 to the Vikings. I think if you give up 22 points and 19 points a game with the 49ers, you expect to win that game each and every week. I know Burrow, Joe Burrow, is, they have a better offense than those two, two, two previous mentioned teams. But I just think that the offensive line and that the, the, the disappointment and the redemption that they have, meaning that uh, defensive line of the 49ers, is going to be the difference. And then I think they're going to get, get after Joe Burrow, not make him comfortable, because if you make him comfortable, then it's going to be a long day for the 49ers. I don't see that happening. Happening, so I, I think that the 49ers dictate this. The 49ers defense dictate this game, and whoever's that quarterback is going to do enough to get it done. And I think Kyle Shanahan is going to dial up an offense, and um, for sure, um, and to, to, to get it done and, and to weather the storm, and then they can go into their bye. They have a bye after this week, and hopefully, you know, rest these guys up. Debo's back. You know, rest up uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey because he's 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 kind of he's sore right now. And then hopefully get Trent Williams back as well. So I'll go with my 49ers, man. I'm never going to go against them, but I do I do believe in everything that I that I said, not just from a, a, a fan standpoint, from an analyst standpoint um, as well. There, E. All right, E. Just waiting on um, you know some callers here. See, uh, you know, what we got. I don't know if you reached out to anyone there, but um, a couple more topics here that you know we can dive into if you like. Yeah, yeah, because I wasn't able to get anyone, so just let me okay. know if somebody called. We can go. If not, just we'll just keep it rolling. All right, All right. we'll do, man. We'll do it. And I want to talk about some uh, the, the NBA, man. NBA last night tipped off. Uh, we had four, uh, two games, four teams. We had the uh, we had the uh, the Nuggets uh, versus the Lakers. Um, Joker triple double. AD, man, I, I, this is what I want to start with. AD didn't have any points in the second half, man, zero points in the second half. 
And then E also, the, it came it, it came out today that the Bronzes, I don't know how true they, they can hold that. It's the first game, uh, first night of the season. But they're saying that, the Lakers are saying that LeBron James is going only going to play 28 to 30 minutes uh, per game. Now, if that does hold true, E, with the, if that does hold true, and AD doesn't have zero points in the second half, how much pressure last in last night's game? How much pressure does that put on AD, man? Is that is that something? Is that them saying, okay, we're only going to put uh, uh, LeBron James only play twenty eight to thirty minutes a game? Is that a shot to uh, uh, to AD and say, listen, AD, we're calling you out right now. You got to step your game up. Uh, what say you about that situation? That whole thing to me is lip service because there's really no yeah. way that you can manage that because. If you put LeBron on the pitch count, if you will, saying he's only going to play 28 to 30 minutes a game, what about games that come down to the fourth quarter when he's used up all his pitches, if you will, in the first three quarters? And if because in order to save him for the fourth quarter, then you got to sit him out early in the first and second quarter, which means right. you're going to be playing from behind a lot. I just, I just think it's unrealistic to try to manage that when you're talking about the best player on your team. Now, could AD be the best player on the team? Yes, if he can stay healthy. But time and time again, he's shown that he can't stay healthy. So even though LeBron is the oldest player in the NBA today, he's yeah. also still – he is the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, we're not talking about some dude that's coming off the bench that you're going right. to limit his minutes. You're not talking about LeBron in a rehab assignment where we're going to limit his minutes to get healthy. In order for you to win basketball games, you need the best version of LeBron James, whatever that is at this advanced age. You still need that. And I just don't see how realistically you can put him on a pitch clock, a pitch count. I just, I just, yeah. I just don't see how that will work. Because again, basketball is a sport where you don't see a lot of blowouts where the game is well in hand in the fourth quarter. I mean, you do see that, but for the most part, mm-hmm. the game comes down to the fourth quarter. And if you sit LeBron out, say the first half. More of your games are going to come down to this. So I just I – and lose three or four in a row and see how that work out. Everybody get fired. Who, from the dude who thought this up yeah. to the head coach that executed it, all y'all fired. I mean, no, that, that just, I, just don't, I just don't think that's going to work. And then how's that going to work for the playoffs? Is he on the same pitch count in the playoffs? Is he on the same pitch count that just make it to the finals? I mean, is this a rebuttal to low management? I mean, yeah. come on, NBA, do better. Yeah, and you make a great point there, especially the last part of the, the, the last thing that you mentioned, which I wanted to dive in, and that's load management. And I know that it came out with a um, – but I definitely agree with you there, man. I mean, let me go. Let me start with LeBron and and and, and AD. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I know. I know it's just something that you know, maybe trying to light a fire under AD and say, listen, you got to step up your game because we're gonna we're not gonna have the same LeBron James or, or what have you. But zero points uh, last night in the second half of uh, a game where it's probably a, a game versus. You know, they're obviously defending champs, and, and maybe the you know the favorites to win it all again. 
um, you know, in a lot of people's um, eyes. But yeah, you got the Joker, who's the end, you know, who's uh, the second, the runner-up is an MVP and then the Finals MVP, and that guy's a walking triple double, man. I mean, he just wakes up and he has, you know, a triple double, man. It's just, it's just ridiculous how, how effortless it was for him last night, and for AD to look like a, you know, that young kid. Man, I, I haven't seen any memes or anything like that. But I can only imagine if I, you know, if I search the internet, you know, you know of all people how how rude and how mean the internet can be. But just just some of the things that AD just shies away from, man. And then you know, we we you talked about load management. Are we going to see him not play in the next game? How many games is uh, AD going to be out? You know, for whatever reason. What was the reason why he only had he had zero points last night in the second half of an opening night game against the defending champs against arguably the best player in the league? How do you just just not show up in in, in that game? It, it remains to be uh, it, it's, it's baffling to me. But e you touched on the load management and this is what I, I kind of wanted to talk about as well is like some of these guys man you know how the league said, okay, well, you got to be on an injury report or, or what have you in order to not be hit or fined or whatever the punishment may be um, if, you know, you're found to do, be doing loads management. Do you think these teams are getting it out the way and saying, listen, I'm going to shut this guy down. We're not going to play this guy in the first game, um, i.e., uh, Brand, um, Beal um, in, uh, in Phoenix. He didn't play last night. A couple of other guys that didn't play, and, you know, a couple guys were questionable. But, E, what, what say you about the load management? Are, are they going to be strict with this? Or is the NBA going to be strict with this? And to use your term earlier regarding to uh, LeBron James playing 28 to 30 minutes, is it just lip service? I think they're going to start out trying to enforce it. But as it goes on, I mean, because if, like you said, Okay, like right now, before this year, load management, a guy could just simply say, I'm taking the night off, load management. But now there's all, you got to be on the injury report, this, this, and this. I mean, you could just do it, you know, in advance. I mean, like right now, you could say, hey, um, Anthony Davis has a sore quad. We put him on the injury report day to day. He's out on so-and-so day. I mean, it, it, it's all kind of, you know, ways around this. I just think that that if 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 you can go, you should go. I I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't I've never I've never liked load management. I mean, if you're gonna load manage, take practice off. I mean, yeah. a, a game a game is what four twelve minute periods. So we're looking at what forty eight yeah. minutes. A practice is about, mm-hmm. yeah. Pra- practice is what four five hours. If you're gonna take some time off. Take practice off. Play in the game. I mean, in football, you often hear a guy didn't practice all week, but he goes on Sunday. I mean, because really, if you're at LeBron's level or AD's level, how much practice do you need? I mean, the offense runs through you anyway. You don't even know have to know to play because your job is to shoot it when you get it. That, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, to me, it's crazy. I, I, I'm not a big fan of low management. Yeah, I, and I, I agree with you there, man. I mean, load management is, is something like these these guys are getting paid way too much money. And you talk about the guys, and we go back and we try to compare, you know, one generation to another generation to the next generation. And this generation is is, is getting paid so much money 
but they're playing so much. They're playing so less basketball. When you had, you know, MJ back in the day, you had, you know, Larry Bird's, you had the Charles Barkers, you had the Shaquille O'Neal's, you had, you know, the, the list goes on and on as far as these guys playing that 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 uh, that style of, of that physical, uh, a physical basketball. Man, they were getting paid what three million. They were making three million a year. There was there was it was a lot of money. I think Mike. I think MJ made less than a hundred million dollars on the court throughout his throughout his career on the court. I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Now you got. Giannis, who just signed a three-year, $186 million deal, and that's $62 million a, a year, ladies and gentlemen. That's $62 million a year. And that's just $30 million less. That's for three years. $30 million less than MJ made in his entire career. So, and, and these guys are taking load management. What are they doing? They're not even playing defense you know, in, in this day in this, in this uh, day and age. You look at, when you when you look at these 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 betting as in like 200 and 22 points is the over-under. Like, that's unheard of. That's like all-star caliber type points, you know, back in the day in the 90s. I know it's a different age, but come on, man. This money is, is, is different, but the play is softer, man. You're getting paid to play. You're getting paid to, play, to, to do a lot less than you did back in the day. But, yeah, man, I, I just think that they have to crack down on this, man, especially when you look at it from this aspect, e, is that let's say – um, let's say you and your son want to go. I'm not putting you in this category, but it's like you and your son, and, you know, he wants to go, you know, see uh, LeBron James. I'm not saying you're LeBron James. I'm just using an example. And then for that one game, and you go out three months and say, okay, we can, we're going to be here. We're going to do this. We're going to line it up this way. And then LeBron James says, okay, well, LeBron James is out. And that's the main reason why you want to go and see that you know, why you want to go and see that particular game, and then LeBron James is out for that game. And, and then your kid is devastated. You're devastated because your kid is devastated because LeBron James decided, oh, he was tired or, you know, he, you know, he, he didn't he, – he needed loads management. So I think they need to do away with that, man. Unless you're really hurt, um, I, I just think that you should play, you know, guys, man. It's just ridiculous how much money you're making and how little work you're doing to make that money. So let's look at it from that aspect um, uh, as as well, all right. So, all right, we got a couple minutes here, E, and I always want to, you know, you know, I really get to do this. Unfortunately, it's two weeks in uh, in a row. And I say four, unfortunately, because we usually doing your uh, your your E Scott segment here. Um, but we know guys have, uh, you know, um, we know guys have uh, you know, lives and, and commitments. But, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you're listening, don't be afraid to call in. Don't be afraid to call in. We we hear a lot of critiquing going on. Um, you know, just call in and uh and, and, and take that E Scott challenge, man. Take that E Scott challenge. We'll allow a little bit of Googling. Not a lot. We'll allow a little bit. <laughs> a lot. But don't be don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to step up to the challenge, uh, for sure. Again, three four seven six three seven three two eight two, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be afraid to join the talk, man. We you know, we we're here to infotain, uh, for sure. All right, E. Um, uh, with that being said, I want to ask you about this is a, it's a one ticket segment here, E. I'm a, and ladies and gentlemen, I know you know I rarely get to do this. So what I do is I, I'll give E. Um, four, I'll give E four events and um, one ticket, and he'll let me know if you know what uh, ticket he'll use that uh, for what event. All right, E. I got uh, I got four here, man. And uh, the first one is. Um, the Red River uh, shootout, that's between uh, Oklahoma and, and Texas. We know how, you know, 
how exciting that can be. We got half the you know half the uh, stadium is in that burnt orange, and half the stadium is in that uh, that burgundy red, if you will. Then we got the uh, the baseball World Series. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. E, all right, baseball, and it could be in this year's World Series or any World Series for that matter. Then we got uh, we got UNC versus Duke. This is basketball, ladies and gentlemen. We got UNC versus Duke basketball in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Okay, I'm a Tar Heel basketball fan, ladies and gentlemen. Died hard. But it's a different atmosphere in Camden Indoor Stadium. So with that being said, that's the that's the third one. Next one, a we got the Florida Gators versus the uh, the Georgia Bulldogs in the largest uh, cocktail outdoor cocktail party. All right, got one ticket. Those four events. What are you using that one ticket for? I think I'm gonna go to to Jacksonville to the Georgia's outdoor cocktail party because I've heard okay. great things about it and I do enjoy a good cocktail, especially a Bloody Mary at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, um, a close second though would be the Red River Shootout. You know, back okay. especially like uh, since you didn't specify a year, some of the because there's been some yeah. great matchups against those Oklahoma yeah. teams and Texas team. I'd like to see Vince Young in the Red River Shootout or either Ricky Williams in the Red River Shootout. Yeah. But yeah, if, um, if I only got one ticket, I'm gonna go ahead and go to the Jacksonville, the largest outdoor cocktail party. All right, good stuff there. Good stuff there. All right, E, I just want to give you one inbounds or out-of-bounds uh, segment here, ladies and gentlemen. What this is is inbounds or out-of-bounds is I'm going to give him a scenario. And if he agrees with this scenario, he'll say it's inbounds. And if, he's, if he disagrees with it, he'll say it's out-of-bounds. Uh, so with that being said, E, uh, Lamar Jackson will lead the Baltimore Ravens to the AFC Championship. I'm going to change it out, the AFC Championship. Lamar Demetrius Jackson will lead the Baltimore Ravens to the AFC Championship. Is that inbounds or out of bounds? This season, currently? Yes, correct, this season. I'm going to say it's inbounds. I mean, I know it's okay. a stretch, but I think it gets, because I, I definitely got Kansas City over there on the other side, without question. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's not a lot, but I think that's an over. But like I said, Bills, insurance fraud. Miami, insurance fraud. Uh, Pittsburgh, not fraud, because they ain't good enough to be fraud. Cincinnati, not good enough to be fraud. Um, J-E-T-S, just, 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 without A-A-Ron, not fraud, because they're not good enough to be fraud. Um, <laughs> trying to go around the league. Cle- gotcha. Cleveland and the little nasty boy, they terrible. Houston is terrible. Uh, Jack- Jacksonville could be a cog in the machine. I forgot about them. Chargers, they terrible. Raiders, terrible. Denver, terrible. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think the only thing they could possibly stand in Lamar Demetrius Jackson's way would be Ronnie Sunshine Bassnell. I mean, because they, they look, do look good. So you didn't say Super Bowl, you just said AFC Championship game. I think I did, they got I a did. very good – I think they got a very good shot of making it. All right, good stuff there, all right. I agree there, man. I'm going to say inbounds as well. I just think the way that they looked last week against the Lions, if they can continue to play that way, I don't know if that was because it was a home field advantage thing, but 
nonetheless, I love the way the, uh, Lamar Demetrius Jackson has been playing under Todd um, Todd Munkin, the uh, new offensive coordinator there out of Georgia, spreading the ball around to Odell, to Flowers, to Andrews, uh, those guys, and even Rashad Bateman is getting into the mix as well. So um, going to be interesting to see. Um, hopefully, I'm hoping for a rematch, you know, between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. But the San Francisco 49ers have to get right first. Oh, but uh, nonetheless, I, I say that's inbound as well. All right. There, there, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we have. Uh, and like I do um, always, I like to leave you guys with, with something positive um, to end our show for the rest of the week. Um, this week, I'll leave you with this. Start each day with a positive thought and a grateful heart. Okay, for E. Scott, I am K. Walk. For Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott, we'll never had it so good sports radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week.